It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 807 at News Talk WSB. It's 63 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful doing your gardening, whatever kind of gardening you do. Our phone number is 404-872-0750. If you want a fun event to attend tonight and you want to support a great organization, you can join me. I'll be at the Chattahoochee Nature Center for the Rockin' at the River Gala fundraiser tonight at the Chattahoochee Nature Center. This is going to be a lot of fun. We have a huge auction. Rhonda Duffy, I think, is going to auction off some things that are very valuable there. I'll be there as sort of the uh, announcer of the items that will be auctioning off. But the Chattahoochee Nature Center itself is a great place to visit any time of the year. They have animals in pens and cages, eagles and hawks and owls and all sorts of things you can see as you walk around the grounds. They have a beaver dam. As you can see, the beavers as they work there, you can go alongside the river. They have guided canoe tours across the river. They have all sorts of activities in the big Nature Center activity building where you can see indoor displays as well. Tonight, to fund and to raise money for the Chattahoochee Nature Center. They'll have rocking on the river gala operation, dancing, dining, and the auction as well. For more details, go to their website, which is chat, C-H-A-T-T, chatnaturecenter.org. I'll see you there this evening, 7 o'clock. It's 8.08. Rick in Snellville joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Rick, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hey, man, what's up? Well, I've got a bank of frost-proof gardenia bushes. Yeah. And, uh, there are some bushes that half the leaves are turning yellow, but some are real green. Uh, so I've been told to put Epsom salts on them or banana peels. Uh, but do you have any suggestions what would cause the yellowing of the leaves? Gardenias sometimes pretty naturally yellow up some. Frostproof gardenia is not particularly worse than others, but I know on some of my older gardenias, the inner leaves, the ones that are towards the center of the plant, turn to yellow in the spring and fall off. Usually it can be fixed pretty quickly with just an application of fertilizer. I did this for my neighbor across the street a couple, three years ago and just put some um, milorganite. You could use Hollytone. You heard the ad for Hollytone a minute ago on the station. But Hollytone or milorganite, either one, sprinkle over the top and water it in real good. will give a flush of growth. It'll cover over any of the yellow leaves, and it should recover pretty quickly after you apply. Just just by hand, just yeah. sprinkle some more yeah. organite. Okay, cool. Use the label rate. It'll say something, you know, a pint per or a pound per 100 square feet or something like that. So okay. use the label rate and sprinkle it in there, water it in, and I bet you'll see some green growth going on it within a week, and within okay. two or three weeks it should be all green and looking good. Well, good. I'm going to give it a try. All right. Thank you. Good deal, Rick. Thanks Bye. for calling. Mm-hmm. Bye. Margaret is in Jonesboro and joins us on Lawn and Garden. How's it doing in Clayton County this morning, Margaret? A little overcast, but it's still dry. How are you doing? I know Clayton County is one of my favorite places because that's where I started working for the Extension Service and reported every morning to the Clayton County Courthouse to do my day's duty for the 4-H clubs there. Been listening to you for years. Uh, How can Mm -hmm. I help, Margaret? Okay, I have a huge rose bush that's been in the ground about two years, and it looks healthy 
And I would say I probably have over 50 blooms on it right at the, I mean, not blooms, I'm sorry, buds at the time. But the problem I'm having is that the bud will get so big, like it's just getting ready to bloom out. And then it turns brown in the center of the bud, and then I just never do have a beautiful bloom like I should. And there's about four to five blooms on the end of each stem of the uh, rose bush. Well, I have some homework for you because I can help you to identify if you have a particular bug that attacks buds on roses. How about that? Get a piece, a black piece of paper or a black surface. It could be the top of a card table. It could be anything that's just a shiny black surface that you can see any lighter colored material very easily with your eyes. Right. And then take one of those buds. Take your gloved hands, obviously. Don't have any stickers in your thumb. But (laughs) take one of those buds and slap it against that dark surface. Could be the hood of a car if you have a dark car. Just whap, 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 whap. Yeah, I have a black grill there with a little tray on it. That'd work. Sure, Mm -hmm. that'd work fine. If you Mm -hmm. see, once you've whapped it a few times, little bitty, they look sort of like the um, shavings out of a man's electric shaver. (laughs) They look like, but they're light colored. Those are called thrips, T-H-R-I-P-S, thrips. And the damage that thrips do many times is to cause rosebuds to abort, to not want to open up real good because they chew inside the bud. Okay. And they're difficult to see against the flesh and buds and, you know, just the, the material of the rose. But when you whap it against a dark surface, you can see them a lot more easily. Okay. So that's what you're going to look for is thrip damage. And then there are, it's difficult to kill thrips because they are hiding. They get way down in the bud, way down in the base of leaves where it's hard to get an insecticide in there. So almost always the better choice is a systemic insecticide. The... Um, uh, Bayer tree and shrub, or the bonide granules, systemic granules, and you, you say put those. Bayer tree and shrub. Yeah. Spray. Okay. Yeah, and read the label. Make sure it says can be used on thrips, and I, we don't want to ever put anything down that hurts honeybees and pollinators. So if you have blooms on the plant, don't don't apply it or take the blooms off first before you apply it, so the honeybees right. would not be affected <clears throat> by the systemic insecticide. And um, if that is going to be the stuff to use, if you have thrips, which I think you do, then the buds will start opening up a little more freely. After about three or four weeks, it'll take to get all the thrips dead and the plant to recover enough to open some more buds. But you should get some flowers by the end of the summer. Yeah, that's good to know because I have a beautiful plant and loaded with buds, but just no beautiful blooms that I thought I should be getting. That's disappointing. Okay, thank you so much for the information, Walter, and I'll Mm -hmm. give that a try. Go out and do a bud in a few minutes. Yeah, if I find anything in it, okay? Bitty orange thrips all over the place. All righty. Thanks for calling, Margaret. Thank you, and you have a great day. We've got Ann in Watkinsville who joins us on Lawn and Garden. Ann, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Um, I I have a planting question. Yes, ma'am. We, we added on to the back of our house a few years ago, and when we did, we had several Leland cypress trees removed in order to get to the area to build and also to make an ex- the expansion fit. And the trees would have been too close to the house, so they were providing a screen to block sight and noise from a highway behind us. Got it. So I, was, I wasn't too upset about getting rid of the Lelands because they were diseased-looking and not very pretty. Sure. Okay, now the new landscape area is taking shape, but... In order to plant the new plant, some of the new plants I've chosen, I've had to have some stumps ground up from the cypress, okay? Mm-hmm. So I have a, it's called a Goshiki false holly. Oh, that's a great plant. That, yeah. Great plant. And well, I have a whole bunch of other things too, tea olives and, and uh, 
camellias and all that stuff already in the ground, but one of the that particular plant will fall right where this ground was where the stump was ground up. Yeah, okay. And and I had read somewhere years ago where you weren't supposed to use brand new like mulch from pine trees or whatever to spread around your plants because it put off some kind of chemical and could kill them. Mm, not Maybe necessarily. That's not, true, not exactly I, right. But there are cautions when you plant something into an area where you have a lot of chips where the stumps yeah. were, were ground out. That is a situation that demands caution, but it's not okay. because it exudes some chemical poison or something like that. No. Okay. Well, so what I was wondering was, can I plant that Goshiki holly right in the place where that where one of the stumps has been ground, or is that not a smart thing to do? <laughs> yes, you can. If okay. you're really good about raking as many chips as you possibly can out of the area, that's the thing that causes bad things to happen to plants planted there subsequently, is when the chips are decomposing, they rob nitrogen away from your Goshiki. When okay. it's trying to have nitrogen to feed itself to make its pretty new variegated leaves, yeah. The uh, chips was thinking the same thing. They're thinking, I need that food. I need that nitrogen to break us down in the soil. Okay. So the way to, I think, fix this pretty readily is to dig a relatively wide hole. And, I, and this time I mean a hole where you excavate the soil down about 10 inches and out about 2 feet. Okay. And take that soil with the chips and everything in it and pitch it into a wheelbarrow, take it to another part of the yard and dump it. But okay. put planting soil or amended topsoil or some other rich soil in the place of yeah. that, in your new hole. Yeah. Put your goshiki okay. in that. Fertilize it okay. well. And yeah. that way the goshiki has a chance to start spreading through unchippy, full-filled yeah. soil <laughs> and can hopefully grow there. And after a year or so, the chips will be decomposed. The goshiki roots can continue growing outward. And the goshiki grows upwards and, yeah. and is happy. Yay. That, well, is, that is my goal, Anne, to make you happy. <laughs> Make me happy. Yeah. Well, I I've planted a whole bunch of things, and if I lost one, I guess I wouldn't cry. But I don't I don't really <laughs> want to lose it. So I would have amended the soil anyway, but I didn't know about t getting everything out of it. I will do that. Dead okay. pl dead plants are the road to expertise. Is what I say. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you learn something new every day. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling, Ann. Okay. Bye bye. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty gets you in to take Ann's place. It's eight seventeen. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather summary brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, up into the mid-70s, chance of showers is diminishing throughout the morning. Not much this afternoon. Overnight lows in the mid-60s. Tomorrow in the 80s, what a beautiful Mother's Day it will be. Pick some flowers, give them to your mother, take her out to dinner. And then overnight tomorrow, 60s again. Warming up in the rest of the week is going to be warm by the midweek. We shall see what we shall see, shall we not? Yes, we shall. Bob is in Cummings, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Bob, good morning. Hey, good morning. What can I do for you, Bob? Um, uh, I w just bought a property, and uh, it has bordering on the, uh, on the main road. It's got 10 or 12 Leland Cypress trees that are yeah. probably at least 20 feet high, maybe, maybe higher. Sure. And the bottom halves of them are all brown and sort of thin, and the, the top half looks healthy. Then the uh, the seller told me that, that he had had to cut those back 
mm-hmm. uh, because they were encroaching on the road. Uh-huh. And I guess my question is, uh, do you think that's what it is, and will it grow back? It will, if it's brown now, it will not grow back. They don't re-sprout out like a Hollywood or something. You know, hollies, when you prune them, they grow back and have greenery, but Leland cypresses do not grow back from if you prune into the brown part of the plant. So you okay. either find something else to plant green in front of it or you deal with it being brown there, I guess, or take them down, I guess, is the other solution. And lots of, lots of Leland cypresses all over North Georgia seem to have been affected by the drought last fall. And if that's the case, the bottom may keep spreading. If you see it spreading up towards the top some more, Bob, it's about time to think about taking them down because the drought damage seems to just exacerbate going up the tree. Cankers get started and the rest of the tree gets involved. And then all of a sudden you've got a brown Leland cypress and nothing to look at. So, well, you know, I haven't had great luck with Leland cypress uh, in any of the, uh, our houses. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend for uh, some kind of a tall privacy, maybe something other than Leland Cypress? I'm going with hollies now. And there are several, several tough-as-nails hollies that you can grow that give you evergreen privacy, and they've you know, got leaves, broad leaves on them, so they're normal-looking plant. But there's some that are taller than others. The uh, let's see what we could do. The foster holly is one that's used for screening sometimes. Foster holly. Um, foster holly? Mm-hmm. Burford holly, if you have some room, it gets a little sort of rounded and tall at the same time. So Burford holly is a possibility. Uh, American holly, if you wanted to really you know, be a native plant kind of guy, you've got an American holly and put in there. I've got a whole list of hollies, and practically a whole list of screening plants on my website. It'll give you 20 or 30 things to choose from and descriptions of each one. So maybe what I would say then is to go to my website, Bob, and just type in uh, plant list or screening. That'd be a good word. Or screening into the search line, which will take you to the page that has all the plants I can think of that make good screening plants. Okay. And would I have to remove the stumps on those? I would saw them down at ground level and plant somewhere in between where there weren't so many roots you could dig down and make a good planting hole for your new plants that you put in. Okay. Great. Okay. All right. I really appreciate your help. Hey, it's great talking to you, Bob. Good luck with it. 828 News Talk WSB. Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery joins me. We'll have your questions coming up right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.36 on a Saturday morning, 64 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful in your landscape and joined by my friend in Pike Nursery, Mickey Gasway, who's also helping you to be more successful in your landscape by bringing us the Pike Pick every weekend. And Mickey Gasway, how are you today? Well, I'm great. How are you? I can hear birds behind you, Mickey. I'm in my garden. I'm sitting out here. This is the weirdest thing. There's a cat bird, and he he likes he wants to make friends. Uh-huh. He keeps coming up, and he'll get like two feet from me and look up at me. Isn't that odd? Can you say something he can repeat? 
I don't know. I don't know. Are they? Are they corporate? I don't know. Do they repeat? Cappers Ca- uh, sometimes like, repeat. Like yeah. Mockingbird. Yes, yeah. I say. Oh no, that is the strangest thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Mickey's uh, a little scattered this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, a little bit. Mocking I mean, for the cat bird, bird. And being in her garden yeah. and can't get around yeah. to the real business of the morning. But the real business of the morning is to talk about what wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, pike pick we have this weekend for people to celebrate Mother's Day. That's exactly right. And this is the perfect Mother's Day gift. Um, we're doing gift cards. If you buy a hundred dollar gift card, you get a twenty five dollar gift card free. If you buy a fifty dollar uh, fifty dollar gift card, you get a ten dollar gift card free. So you can give mom the gift card. I'm I'm saying this so my kids can hear it. Uh, <laughs> give mom a gift card, take her to lunch, and then um, go buy pikes and let her pick out what she wants. Oh, what a what a wonderful schedule for a Sunday afternoon. That's a great idea. I think so too. So, let me repeat this again. If you buy a $100 gift card, you get a free $25 gift card. And so that's $125 that you've gotten for $100. That's right. Pretty that's right. nice. And if you nice get $50, get a $10 gift card. What a deal. That's great. You can and, buy a lot at Pike's for that. I know. And most of the time when I go into Pike, I think I'm going to spend $5. I end up spending $25 to $50. So, uh, it'd be a well, good that's, thing. That's, yeah, it will be a good thing. And, oh, I want to mention the other thing that I read yesterday, that Pike is having a special 85 celebration for the reopening of the Expressway, which I think is just a fabulous idea. All next oh, week, 85 celebration, 85 Alive or something like that celebration. Isn't that a great idea? It's just going to come to up with good ideas. All the inside the perimeter, the ITP Pikes, the inside the perimeter of Pike Nurseries. This includes the Lindbergh store, Cocoa the Toco Hill, Hills, and Lindbergh. And Buckhead. And Buckhead. It's going to be yeah. there too on Rossville Road. And they're going to have yeah. things that will be special prices like 85 cents for the uh, spring annuals, $8.50 for the Boston Ferns and Hostas, $18.50 for the Pike Special Bird Mix Seed, and $850 patio seeding group. So 85 They're going to put a lot of things on sale for 85 somethings. That's going to be a good thing for all of us. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great thing. You get details, of course, at the Pike Nursery website. And also, Pike you know, we website. have coming up, we have, I'm sorry, uh, we have our Customer Appreciation Day. Grilling Day. Up. Hot dogs. It, yes, yes, yes. So I hope everybody will be there for that, because that's going to be fun. That's going to be on the 20th, I believe. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 11 to 1, everybody's invited to come on in and to shop your plants and get some good bargains and also enjoy a little bit of food and customer appreciation events. It'll be 11 to 1 p.m. at all Pike Nursery locations on May That's the right. 20th, Saturday, and we do next Saturday. And we do appreciate our customers. We have got great customers. You do indeed. You've got Absolutely. great employees. One of the things that always makes me pleased is when somebody calls or talks to me and in a party or a gathering and said, you know, I went to Pike the other day and they were so helpful to find me the plant and the situation solved that I needed help with. And I think that's I one of the greatest things about Pike. It sure is. I love hearing it. So let's reiterate one more time. For Mother's Day, if you buy a $100 Pike gift card, you'll get a $25 card free. If you buy a $50 gift card, you get a $10 gift card free. And you get to go and pick out all the plants you want and take your mother to dinner on your own dime. That's exactly right. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Mickey, it's so wonderful to hear the garden behind you there. Where would we go if we wanted to find out which pike nursery locations are ITP and where we could go to get all the pike nursery gift gift cards for the Mother's Day weekend? Uh, it's at pikenursery.com. That would be a great place. 
Mickey, enjoy yeah. yourself. We'll see you soon. I will. Bye. 404-872-0750. Get you in to take Mickey's slot right there. Carl's in Fayetteville and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Carl. Good morning, Walter. How are Good you morning. doing? I'm doing great. How can I help? Good. Hey, I uh, have uh, shifted over the last couple of years to uh, my annual beds around my yard. Yeah. I till them, and then I put, uh, oh, two to three, four inches of uh, mushroom compost over the top of them, and that's what I plant into. Okay. Um, my question is, can I... If I tilled and then put down a uh, a weed preventative over the ground and then put the mushroom compost over the top of that, would that hurt the roots of the annuals as they dig down in there? Probably. So better to just... uh, (laughs) I have the one word for you. There it is. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. uh, several of the pre-emergents work by inhibiting root formation. There's one in particular that I'm answering a question for the Atlanta Journal this coming week about barricade, which is a pre-emergent. And the situation for her was she her lawn service put barricade out just after she put sod out. And the label on the barricade says, do not put on newly laid sod or plugged lawns because barricade inhibits root formation. So depends on which one you put down, but there's at least one that you would not want to put down underneath your, underneath your annuals. So it would be better just to uh, till the soil, put the mushroom compost down, plant the stuff, and then put... Uh a, pro, a weed prevent over the top. Yeah, of that. the appropriate. Yeah, read the label, of course, and know which ones yeah. you can use with the annuals. But put it over the top. Yes. Yeah. Well, I had an experience with preen years ago that seemed to actually inhibit the plants, and so that's why mm-hmm. I was trying to, you know, uh, avoid that again. Yeah. I guess is yeah. what I'm figuring. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, appreciate the answer. All right, Carl. Good talking to you. You have a great day. You bet. We'll see you. Victor is in Atlanta. Victor, join us on Lonely Garden. Hey, man. Hello. Hey, Victor. Yes, sir. Um, I have a young pecan tree that has crumpled up leaves. The squirrels are in the tree eating them, and (laughs) they knocked one to the ground, and I found it, and it looked like it has lice on it. Are you seeing the just crumpled up, warty-looking things on the leaf? Is that what you're seeing really, Victor? Yeah, they're all crumpled up on the end, and the squirrels are having a feast. I have uh, my. I went to my mother's house Wednesday as I normally do, and I parked underneath her pecan tree in front of the house. And I looked at the leaves on the pecan. I thought, oh boy, somebody's going to call me about this, because <laughs> the leaves on her pecan have the same that your pecan has. It's a disease, or a, or it's an insect. It's really what it is. An insect called phylloxera. Uh-huh. And phylloxera do what you described. They make the leaves crinkle up on the ends, sort of real strappy, warty looking in my mother's case. Sometimes you can get aphids in there as well. And the aphids also cause leaves to pucker up and look sort of warty too. And it's really hard to control it effectively because you, with a sprayer, if you spray an insecticide in the tree, you're really not able to get much higher than your head or a little bit right, further because right. the spray can't go up much higher. So most of the time, I tell people to just don't worry about it. Let natural courses uh, go away. A lot of times, you don't see much diminishment of the pecan harvest from having phylloxera or from okay. aphids, either one. But uh, And also, they're, they're con- controlled to a little extent by yellow jackets and wasps and things that are predatory insects that are out there feeding. So you don't have to spray insecticide on the pecan tree to control the aphids necessarily because you have beneficial insects doing some jobs <clears throat> for you as well. So my, I think my advice, Victor, is going to be leave it alone and don't worry about it. Okay, now what's the squirrels? They're eating these leaves? Because mm. they are all over the tree, just 
Most like, of the time, they eat the new nuts. They'll have the little nuts when they're about a half an inch to three quarters of an inch long. They're real sweet then, mm-hmm. and the squirrels will eat the nuts out of the tree. Oh, okay. And that's obviously nothing you want to happen because <laughs> you want the pecans eventually. That's yeah, why you yeah. have the tree. Um, so you're welcome to do. You know, in my to case, keep the I, from I trap going them. up. I have, a, I have a live trap. I have one of the have a heart traps. I trap squirrels and release them a couple of miles away, okay. in, a, in a swampy playground area where I know they'll find some food and shelter. So you could choose to do that if you want to. Okay. Okay. Uh, Walt, I certainly appreciate it, and I love your program. Well, thank you, Victor. It's good talking well. to you. Thank you, Bye-bye. sir. We've got Jake and Helen, way up in Helen in North Georgia, joining us. Hey, Helen. Oh, hey, Helen. Hey, Jake. Good morning. <laughs> hey, Jake. Well, I think I cut Jake off right there. Let's go to Pat instead. Pat's in Tucker. Hey, Pat. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have deer grazing in my backyard, and uh, they have destroyed one bed of hosta. Oh, man. And uh, But I'm trying to save uh, what's left in the other bed. Yeah. And I was told that you had recommended melorganite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, melorganite will work for a while. It's not a magic bullet that cures every deer and never wants to come to your yard again. But melorganite smells like human or being there. It is, after all, sewage sludge from Milwaukee. And so it smells like humans and deer don't particularly want to hang out in the same place that humans do. So you spread the melorganite on areas where you don't want deer and they avoid it for a while. But... You know, inevitably, after a while, they're going to think to themselves, you know, I smell somebody, but I don't see somebody out here. And they come back to the garden tentatively at first. And once they eat the first hosta and the first rose and the first hydrangea, they think, well, nothing happened to me. I can eat some more here. And so they keep coming back. So I don't have a permanent solution, but milorganite is useful to at least get them to change their habit for a little while. So uh, even the the spray repellents don't work. About, about the same as Milorganite. Oh. About the same. If you want to try something, I'll give you something. I saw my friend Faye Webster up in uh, Big Canoe mm, two weeks ago now, and she mentioned that she continues to have success with a product called Repel X, R E P E L L E X, Repel X. Uh-huh. And it's tablets that you put onto the ground, into the ground, underneath plants that you're not going to eat. You can't put it under your tomatoes or beans or something, but you can put it under hosta and roses and hydrangeas. It makes the leaves taste hot to the deer, like pepper, really. And so you buy Repel-X. I found it online at Amazon. It's where I got mine. But you might try Repel-X and see if that works for you as well as it does for Faye. Okay. Well, I certainly appreciate it. I, you know... <laughs> I wasn't sure what to do. Yeah, Milorganite for a little while, Repel-X for maybe a little bit more more solution to it. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Love your program and your newsletter. Thank you, Pat. So nice of you to say. Appreciate that. It's 848. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Mid-70s today, overnight in the mid-60s. Tomorrow, sunny, warm, mid-80s, overnight 60s again. Stay tuned. Your full weekend forecast comes within 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ashley's off today, and Desiree Lucas is thinking of a number between 2 and 7. 
which will determine who will win a weekend prize pack consisting of a family four-pack of tickets to the Gwinnett Brave. Anytime tickets these are, good for any home game at Cool Ray Field, plus a pair of tickets to see Michael McDonald on October 22nd. It's a while away at Atlanta Symphony Hall. So for a family four-pack of anytime tickets, Michael McDonald tickets, Desiree, what number caller will we get? Let's do caller number three. Caller number three to our contest line, 404-741-0750. 404-741-0750. And good luck. At uh, 8.56, we've got time for Joan real quickly in here. Joan, if you come to us, we'll get a question answered and be on our way. Good morning, Joan. Hey, Walter. I have a problem with, I have three hemlocks that I got from little bitty baby seedlings year ago from the mountains and I had one to die and then I've noticed that I've had having some dying and another one yeah and I wanted to know um I had a problem on my days with lace cap is there any white mealy bug looking things on the needles of the hemlock I haven't looked for that but um I haven't looked for that. Should I look for that? Look very specifically because hemlocks as a class of tree in North Georgia right now are always under the threat of adelgids. Adelgids are a little mealy bug looking thing. They're very small, but when you get 20 or 50 of them at the tips of the branches and they're all sucking the sap out of the hemlock, then that's a bad thing. So look for adelgids. You can look online, look on my website, A-D-E-L-G-I-D, adelgid, and see if that's what you have. Other than that, one of the things that hemlocks do not like is soggy soil. So make sure they don't get too soggy when it rains and make sure also that the soil drains quickly when it does rain. I got to go, though. Sorry for the short answer, John, but we got to get out of here. It's 8.57. It's been a great morning. It's Saturday morning here. Desiree Lucas screened our call. Jason Byers was an engineer for the show and kept us on the air. Ashley Frask is off today. She'll be back next week, which we appreciate everything that Ashley does for us tweeting and Facebooking while we're on the air this morning. If you didn't get your question answered, go to WalterReeves.com. Other than that, we'll see you next Saturday right here.